Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Breaking news. We had to bring our expert, Alex Guerrero, back to discuss the economic relief from this COVID-19 pandemic. He's back. Welcome to Two Black Guys with Good Credit, the show for the financially curious and the financially knowledgeable. Recently on the show, we've been discussing the COVID-19 pandemic and the financial relief programs that the United States government is offering. And since our last show, Sean, there's been a lot of changes. Have you been paying attention? Things going to change, Matt. Like, since the last show and my man Big Mama comment, it's been crazy. This whole PPP now, they've they gone broke. Like, I don't know how the government could say they budgeted $2 trillion and it's supposed to last a month upon month till June 30th. And now they got no I'll money. I'll tell you money. how. All the money went to Marriott and uh, the burger joint, uh, Potbelly, and, uh, you know, all, the, all these big uh, – Ruth Chris – so there's been a lot of uh, funny business with where the money went and like Chase Bank and other banks allegedly uh, prioritizing the bigger loans over the smaller loans so they can get bigger uh, fees. So there's a lot of funny business. And Man, this- we're not talking about two dollars. We're talking about two trillion dollars gone in a week, bro. Gone just like that. It's crazy. But to help us chop through this, we brought on our expert. Alex Guerrero is back. So, Alex, He's welcome back. Welcome Thanks for having show. me, man. What the heck happened, you guys? I just <laughs> That's talked to you, you last laid week. You it all out last week. <laughs> it was all good just a week ago. <laughs> exactly. Just a week ago. <laughs> you laid well, it all out, bro. You had so me what? excited about waiting for my PPP check to come in. I'm still like I'm PPP, OPP, out of luck, whatever you want to call it. I ain't got nothing, bro. So I'm, before I, before we get started, two things I want to say. Number one, we will never know what shenanigans happen because the president, as you recall, removed the inspector general about two weeks ago. So there's nobody around to even look into this. And I don't think any of us have the stomach for another congressional investigation. I think we're just up for an election. Number yeah, one. We're good. We're good. Number, yeah, <laughs> number, number two, you know, uh, Nancy Pelosi was getting beat up in the last week and the GOP was saying, why don't you just approve? The same thing we just approved. Why do you have to renegotiate? Now it's become obvious, I think, what she was trying to do, you know? Um, I'd like to say this is a disclaimer. We got to make, we've, we've been trying to skirt around it and not do it. But, you know, to really knock out this COVID thing and have that conversation around it, we have to bring in politics. It's kind of like people have to understand this is like socialism is a new capitalism. 
you can't talk money relief without talking some form of politics. You know? I don't think it's, we've been yeah. skirting around it. I, I think I mean, I've been skirting. I don't. Oh. I got a green card, bro. I'm not well. a citizen. I have, <laughs> I, I'm not trying to get that letter in the mail and three guys show up at my door and send me back to Canada. All right. Well, well, Alex, help us understand what, like, what is is this this new wave or second wave or what can we expect and how can our listeners be prepared to take advantage of whatever is about to happen? Yeah. So the Senate today, April twenty first passed a $484 billion coronavirus relief package that'll replenish Half the depleted word, right? Uh, so it'll include the hospitals and coronavirus uh, testing. The previous, the previous stimulus law ran out quickly, um, and lawmakers are contemplating an additional $1 trillion. So even though on the heels of what happened in the Senate today, what we, need to, what we need to realize is still the House needs to approve it, which they will, and the president needs to sign it into law, right? So, so you know, where are we and what's going on and what is different in this? So about a fifth of the funding for the small business loan program, $60 billion, will be set aside for smaller lenders uh, in line with what the Democrats requested to steer resources to businesses that typically have trouble accessing loans. Alex, for the listeners who maybe are not paying as a- attention, you know, day-to-day attention as you are. Can you explain what happened last week and, and where we, how we got from there to, to now? Yeah, and what has come to light, right? So, right. you know, money was set aside by our federal government to help businesses. And, uh, and, and the lion's share, it, it appears, uh, has gone to big businesses, businesses with thousands of employees. Now, I, I don't have an Fun. issue. 10 really. million a Shake Shack. Let me, let me break it down so Go people ahead. understand where this, where this money's gone to. And 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 how you know I'm just pissed off, man. I, I don't mean, necessarily have a problem with Shake Shack getting money, but but I do have a problem that they actually are not losing money. They weren't going to lay people off anyways. There's my issue with it. But I think I'm hoping that this new stimulus package closes that loophole, right? Marriott, because jobs are jobs. Go ahead. Let me just say it. Marriott got twenty million. Ruth Chris got twenty million. Zag Inc got. 19.8 million. Jay Alexander got 15 million. Shake Shack got 10 million. Hot Belly we get got it. 10 million. We, so, like, so, wait, so, Curry yeah, Sushi got we, 5. Sean, we, we understand. I'm <laughs> listen, bro. I'm just, I'm just like, Junior Cheesecake, Matt, 5.5 million. You know, Marriott, those jobs, retaining those jobs are critical. There's no doubt that Marriott, because nobody is staying there, would have to lay those people off, right? So because they're Marriott and they're the evil empire, I, you know, I don't necessarily oppose that, you know? What I do have a problem with is, is that many of the businesses in our community didn't get anything, you know? Number one, they were not first in line at Bank of America or, or Wells Fargo. And then, uh, and then maybe Chase. many of them, yeah, and they, many of them didn't have an account. Many of them don't have accounts anyways, number one. And why, then many- hmm? Why is it that they weren't first in line? Sure. So, so one of the things we know for certain at Bank of America is that they prioritized their existing borrowers. So what it seems like is that they were protecting their investment. So I've had a conversation with many Bank of America customers who did not have outstanding loans, and they themselves, even though they've been there 30 years, didn't get a PPP loan. They're still in line in some queue or something. It. So it appears that these major banks used it to shore themselves up and protect their investment. Alex, you know, you're exactly right as to what you're saying. But, you know, let me let me just throw this at you and tell me what you think of this. You know, I worked in banking for a number of years 
And, you know, I'm always trying to think the back end hustle and what it's about and what's happening here. They got like $2 trillion out there, right? So what happens we, in this capitalist country that we live in, the vultures see that. You're like, what, $2, million, $2 trillion and really a one-page application? So what, I, what happens is these top firms, these guys that are getting these big money that I just named, they have type, top accountants. They have top lobbyists. And they also have strong relationships with the bank in which they bank at. They're making most businesses that run, the Shake Shack, the Junior Cheesecakes, they're running off lines of credit. They're not using their money, they're using the bank's money to make money. So if they're, the bank is calling like, hey, listen, I can get you $10 million free, use, use eight of that to pay us off, so we're good, so we're not running into financial difficulties. Not your money, it's the bank money, and we clear your debt, we can do more business with you. So they put them at the front of the line. When the small guys like us, we're at the back. So the banks come out making out, those top businesses make it out, and once again, the small business guys get screwed. That's why I'm so upset. Fair. Now, two things before I kind of add to that. Keep in mind that those funds are eligible for only certain expenditures, right? So repaying a bank back $8 million is not, is not um, eligible. It has to go towards utilities or rent slash mortgage or or payroll, right? Payroll. So it does need to go. Yeah, it does need to go. But if you're not going to lay people off, that's where I think it's unfair. But let me go this way with it, right? So hope is not a strategy, but I am hoping that in this new <laughs> stimulus package, right? They, what what I've read today is a fifth of the funding for the small business loan program, sixty billion, will be set aside for smaller lenders, right? So that's number one. So. Uh, there is a credit union that has been incre incredibly helpful to businesses in South Los Angeles, to minority-owned businesses, and that is Self-Help Credit Union. I don't know if you guys are hip to them. Self-Help. So they have funded several PPP loans for us uh, in South LA. They're going to get some more uh, money. Um, there's also uh, $60 billion for SBA Disaster Relief Fund divided into 50 billion into loans and 10 billion into grants so that's that other side of the eidl right i'm hoping okay, that that money going to the smaller lenders is going to help offset what, you, what what we're concerned about just to interject alex isn't what we're seeing here the banks ripping off the system here for to, to, to the tune of billions of dollars aren't they isn't this just them ripping us off okay so the difference between right and wrong are the rules right and so, right. And so, and so, if that's, I mean, you know, to your guys' points, they had analysts and accountants and the whole deal looking into this, and it looks like they stayed within the parameters of it. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I can't fault them for that. I, I appreciate that Shake Shack gave back the ten million dollars, and we'll see what Ruth Chris is going to do. You but, know, um, but I guess my do the right thing. Is, but, but I'm saying like Bank of America or Chase choosing to get basically the bigger fees by by picking who they want to give the money to. Yeah, that's wrong. That yeah. is so wrong. I mean, that is disgustingly wrong. I, I absolutely hate that. But we're back to what, you know, what could we do but move on? This is, you know, because there is no, there is no inspector general. I'm not a fan of moving yeah. on. Like, I mean, I'm not trying to act like Debbie Downer, but I know you mentioned Alex, like, okay, the funds are all allocated towards like payroll, utility fees. But I know the side hustle could be, okay, this $10 million that that Shake Shack potentially got, let's just say they didn't give it back, we'll use that money towards, like they said, to stay within the rules. These are what smart accountants do. Okay, we're going to use the $10 million towards payroll, towards utilities and all that. But then the money that they're making that they would normally pay into payroll, they're normally paying to utilities, yeah, frees yeah, up. Yeah. 
Yeah, it becomes up. excess profit, right? Because yes. excess profit, it frees yeah. up. And that's what Chase yeah. and the big bank and the Bank of America say, well, let us get some of that money because we're going to give you that. We're going to let you run your business for free, basically, with minimum overhead. All you got to pay for is the cost of goods sold. And the rest, we okay. the government's covering for you. Okay, okay. Producer note. Producer note right here. Sean, while I understand that theory, we have to consider the small businesses in this country are getting nothing. We understand how the bank did it. We understand how accountants did it. We understand the rationale behind it. What we need to address right here is where does this leave mom and pop small business? We don't need an analysis of how it was done. We need to know what happens now that mom and pop small business is not getting the money they were banking on. Alex, what are your thoughts on that? So what, what is critical is that starting immediately, all small businesses look for alternative lenders other than the Bank of America's. So I have three clients already in line, even though the law has not been signed, uh, the, the bill has not been signed into law. So I have three people already lined up filling out forms for the next tranche of money. We, we have to, and even then our people are going to get screwed. I just know it. But we have to keep fighting for this next for this next round. And hopefully there's another round, another trillion dollars on top of that, which I'm told might be coming. Alex, is there new paperwork or is it like if you've already applied, are you back in in the queue or do you have to reapply or or how is this working? Okay. We don't know the answer to that yet until we read all the fine print that that's number one. Uh, I'm, I'm being told today by a lender to make sure my clients have all the paperwork perfect in queue, because if they have to take it out, you're going to lose your spot. So that, but that's sorry. internal. That's internally with their system. Right? I like. I, I love that you're on the show again, Alex, and you're really breaking it down to what I would say, quote unquote, what's happening in theory, but in practical, what in practical, like we're just gonna get screwed again. The small business. There was a big setup. We didn't even see it coming because last show you announced red alert that hey, they're reducing it to a thousand per employee, and then a week within days later they said they have no more money. Even they were giving. I still don't know anybody has even gotten a thousand dollars. And from West Coast to East Coast, from North to South, I don't know any business that can say, yeah, this $1,000 is going to carry me for the next three months, the next 90 days. I know $10 million can carry me, you know, but I don't know what $1,000, how is that going to carry. So they have to go back to what they originally were promising the small business person because the, the, the allocated amounts are not going to cut it. I'm sorry. I don't know anybody that has a small business that is jumping in the air to wait for this $1,000 and think it's going to keep them. It's going to. It's going to make them carry through. And, and at the end of the day, this this pandemic that's happening, it's happening because, let's go back politically, because our government, our federal government, waited too long. So now why should we be suffering? Well, So let me, so can, can I just clarify some of the programs, right? So the Paycheck Protection Program, the PPP, allows for a maximum of two and a half times your monthly payroll. That's what that is. The thousand is part of the EIDL, which is a loan that you would get, but the upfront portion was going to be forgiven, right? So originally they were saying $10,000 of, of the rest of the loan, uh, that, that first 10000 is going to be forgiven. Now they're down to 1000 So that's, that's what you're talking about, right? So we're talking about the yeah. PPP and the EIDL, just to clarify. And, yeah, but, and Alex, how, how is this different from the too-big-to-fail philosophy of the last bailout? Like, it's, Are they just picking... You know, these the behemoth giant corporate monsters and, and just overlooking the little guy? It, it appears so, right, that they've made another error. I mean, even though they went into this program saying 
what, what had happened during the 2008-2009 stimulus package is that we gave money to businesses who kept the money and fired the employees. So how do we give them money where they keep employees? They come up with this PPP program and they still skirt around it. Right. How much is Trump? How much is Trump Tower is getting? How much is Trump business is getting? What you know what? There was an article. I just saw that come up like at four or five o'clock tonight. That there's going to be a request from Trump Hotels to write to the administration. That's ballsy, man. That's are you shocked? I'm not shocked. I would love to see this guy's tax returns because I'm sure we would see how much of a buffoon and bad businessman he really is. Well, Alex, aside from, like you said, we're not sure about the paperwork, how much, like, in terms of filling out for the, the next wave, is there, are there any other things that the listeners should be aware of or thinking about in the next few days? I know we need to wait, we'll be watching every day for any changes, but is there anything else that people should be preparing to do or doing to get in better position? Yeah, listen, don't, I, don't, I don't want the listeners to be surprised when they go to a small community bank and the community bank says, we can help you get the PPP, but we need, to, we need you to move your bank accounts to us. I think that's coming in the next week, you know? You know, it's, it's, you know and relationships go both ways, so they may get that request. You know, we're going to help you if you come over here and become our client. I tell everybody, it's unregulated, you know, right down to the federal government telling all the states to, like, to, to fend for yourself, get your own... Whatever equipment you need, we're not. We're, you you find the, the the best deal that you can get and go for it. This is what the wild wild west happening right now, and everybody's grabbing at things. And and you know, I think once again, this is going to be 2008 repeating itself. It's going to be when we look back in history, like what happened? How did the small business get screwed? A lot of those storefronts that are closed down now, they're not going to reopen. It's it's. I think I think and and everybody will tell you like they always say, 80 percent of all businesses are small businesses in America, but yet we get screwed again. Is this kind of maybe just a no-brainer, but like, is this part of the motivation why you think Trump and a lot of the conservative side of the world is trying to push for every business to start, regardless of the health concerns? Oh, get back to work. Let's just let's open things up so they don't have to continue to uh, have this bad press of not covering or, or, or funding businesses. Is is that part of this? You think? I I think so. I read another interesting article today that that the state governors are pushing. And those that are pushing have the least amount in their unemployment funds. So they're going to go bankrupt if they've got to pay this thing out. So they want everybody to go to, back to work. And that was an interesting right. angle on the deal, right? right? And so, But I'll tell you, today or yesterday, I got a phone call from chief executive of a big nonprofit in Los Angeles, 50 employees doing $12 million a year. And he said, can you help me because I am stuck? And if you've got, and this guy's got a PhD, so if you've got that level of, chief executive can't figure his way through this, but what's, what's going to happen with the little guy here? I mean, it's crazy. You know, we're on here trying to say, go, you know, keep, keep, you know, who are they going to call? I want to say my advice is keep calling, look for alternative lenders, look, look for community banks, but you know, our, our people know how to fix bicycles and make pizzas and tacos and they do what they do. You know, they're not, this is, it just kills me, you know, and, and some don't even speak the language. Well, producer interjection one more time. Alex, I have two questions. One, what will happen to the people who have submitted applications and were not able to receive any funding in the first round of money that just evaporated or was stolen as I see it? And second, where is this going to go if the majority of small businesses are not able to receive the funding? There's a giant ripple effect that this can cause. Can you talk about that, please? So what I'm being told from 
uh, entrepreneurs that I'm talking to over the last 24, 48 hours is that their banks are saying to them, you are in line for the next round. Um, what I don't know is, is it going to be the same application, right? Which I think to your guys' earlier point, right? Uh, it's number one. Number two, you know, obviously, if they don't get this funding, um, unemployment will continue to go up because I know a lot of businesses who have been holding on. I represent one of them try not to let anybody off, continue their mission. So people are going to be displaced even further. And then what starts happening to communities? You know, I'm a guy who has spent his career redeveloping, revitalizing communities. I can tell you that when everybody is on board to get it, make it happen, it's a 10 year process. So if we unravel certain communities, especially underserved communities to the point where there is um, uh, high unemployment, and then and then you know the the, uh, the 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 rentals go up. In other words, there's a lot of leasable property, right? Vacancies for us to 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 get back on footing there and attract retail and then get jobs created. That's going to be a super long process. Whether you're in an underserved community or it's going to happen wherever you guys live. I know where you live, uh, Arlington. It's going to happen. It's going to happen there too. You know, it could it could theoretically happen there. You know, businesses will go out of it business. It's gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's going to be a readjustment, and people have to understand. And I just hope the small businessman is understanding that there's going to be a shift, and what the shift will be, the impact of the shift. I don't know, and I'm just worried, worried, and nervous for not just myself, but for other small business owners. Yeah, but you Why are you making There are huh? businesses that have been closed now for over a month and almost a month and a half zero income that have been counting on this SBA injection of capital to just be able to keep going a little further, to pay mortgages, to supplement some staff, what have you, and it's gone. So you can't just tell that guy, you know, change is coming, you need to do something else. That guy's sitting here right now, he's got a Ritz cracker in his cabinet wondering what's, what's going to happen because the government has literally failed him. And now they're saying, well, there's a round two. But what I wanted to talk about, Alex, that you were saying, which I think people don't consider, is like when the little guy loses, just picture, you guys are in Brooklyn. So picture half the businesses on Myrtle Avenue closing. That will have a direct effect on your property values. So all that, um, what do they call it? God, the... uh, the money you've accrued in the of, of, of value beyond what you paid for those homes is going to fall. And this starts to lead to blighted communities and people like, ah, I don't want to move in Brooklyn anymore. Because as Alex says, it takes years to come back from that because people aren't just walking in behind that. Like, oh, there's a lot of vacancies on Myrtle. Let me open a coffee shop. They're like, ah, I'll stay in Manhattan where things are open. And this ripple just that's how a whole community go, slides down the hill. And that, I, that, listen, that, yeah, sure. I listened to an interesting um, uh, um, podcast, and they were talking about when how things are going to come back. You got to like dance There's in only and one dance interesting out. Interesting podcast. That's two black guys with. Good <laughs> <laughs> we're just yeah. listening to a podcast. I was listening to a podcast, and they're talking about <laughs> dancing in and dancing out, meaning that for the the economy to recover itself, it's not going to be a situation that people are thinking like, oh, they found a cure, they found a remedy for COVID, they found a testing for COVID everybody go back to work. No, it's going to be, okay, we've seen that the numbers are starting to flatten. Okay, open up X, Y, and Z. Let's see what the effect of that. And the effect of it is really, as, as bad as it sounds, it's really how many people have died? <laughs> how many people have died? Right. And then right. and they're going to look at, okay, 
well, the numbers are flattening. There may be a little peak. Okay, let's introduce this. Okay, let's draw back. Let's introduce, let's draw back. And they said this could go on for four to five years until they get comfortable numbers and they're understanding the dynamics of what moved this disease up and down. And I've, I've read interesting articles too, where they put in like analysis, like government will pass certain things based on the value of death. Right now, death is valued at around $10 million. So if they're doing something and they realize, hey, it's not going to cost, if we lose 300 people and it only costs us $30 million, whatever the number is, $300 million, I'm like, ah, oh, it's not worth it. Let them die. It really comes down to that. There's a death algorithm. So with COVID, they'll get they'll put together a death algorithm and say, what is it worth versus closing the economy? They, Man, that's what they said. Closing the economy was a good thing because the death algorithm worked out that it would cost them more to keep the economy going rather than because of the number of deaths that would be lost. So All right, well, okay, you just took a hard left yeah. off of the road because I'm like, I understand, I, I understand there's it's a value the to that. Totally get that. But well, let's be clear what we're talking about. We're talking about a depression. You're, because at the end of the day, what we're going, like, like they say, you can't have all the money. Alex, please jump in here. I'm, I, I need you to like get in this boat with me. You can't have all the money funneled to the top and have everybody else broke. And that's kind of, this is what creates third world regimes. This is what creates banana republics. You have all the money funneled at the top, no access to capital below that, and people just in the street struggling. You know, and first of all, that, that's true. Every that... tier. If you think you are immune to this, because with your customers, Sean, you're in shipping. If your customers don't have jobs, they're not shipping anything. Tenants no, won't true. be able to pay rent. This what, I, like, what I've, this what I've never understood could potentially head. I've, I've never understood that rich people don't understand that they have made it on the backs of others. Again, and that's just the system. And so if the backs of others are broken... Do you understand broken, what he said, rich man? Do you understand what he just said? <laughs> he doesn't understand how you've made it on the backs of other people. <laughs> And it's all going to come. It's all going to come crashing down. I mean, we're three, four weeks into this, and in Los Angeles County, fifty-five percent of the people say they are unemployed. That's a huge number. Fifty-five percent unemployment in Los Angeles County, right? And here's and the so, crazy thing: COVID the, was that's the eighth largest economy on the planet. You can't and here's, have that. You want to hear something else that's interesting? When COVID first came out and people knew about it, they said this is a pandemic. This is something that is affecting everyone now everybody's being affected everybody's catching and when you really think about now that months and weeks have transpired is it really everyone or is it poor minorities that's really getting hit by this pandemic oh, I'm getting it senators have died basketball players died have died, died. i don't know bro they're getting i think we're going to be hit the hardest you're having a health conversation me matt and alex were having a finance conversation <laughs> And the reality is that this scenario is could potentially put this whole economy into a depression. The fact that they would allocate these resources like that, which let's be clear, these are our tax dollars. These are tax dollars. Well, this conversation can put someone into a depression. So I, I, I definitely hope that there's a light at the end of the tunnel, that there's a, a, a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow that we can all come together and, and rebound. And maybe maybe an election in November might help. I don't know. 
But I do know that we're, we're running out of time. We appreciate, Alex, we appreciate you coming on and giving us this update. Um, I know things are changing by the day, by the minute. Um, but I just want to definitely thank you for, for bringing us up to date with what's going on. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Thanks. And, and, and before I sign off, I do want to let all your listeners know that are in America, please check with your state's unemployment office because the portion of the stimulus that relates to the gig economy people is getting ready to come up, right? And so those of you that have been you know, on the hustle and grind might be eligible for some portion of uh, unemployment, right? So what I'm understanding in California, it's going to be about $135 per uh, week plus the 600 right? right? That's uh, like a retroactive payment, right, Alex? Like in the, yeah, yes. The and then that runs laid off now. They'll give you like 130 something plus the 600 to yep. catch you up and then yep. like 600 or so from there. And that'll take you Matt, to July. Yeah. So everybody check with your unemployment offices, please. All right. Thank you, Alex. That was great information. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with this coronavirus update and Alex Guerrero. So you keep it locked for more Two Black Guys with Good Credit. We'll be right back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome back to Two Black Guys with Good Credit, the show for the financially curious and the financially knowledgeable. Today, we are getting a coronavirus update from our expert, Alex Guerrero. We've been discussing the economic relief and stimulus. It's been sounding kind of depressing with the way the uh, first wave of the stimulus has depleted. But Alex has been giving us a little hope for what's to come. I, I agree with Matt. This one is kind of dark and I don't <laughs> want to leave on a dark note. Alex, give us some light. Give us some light. <laughs> uh, we're, we're healthy Please. here. <laughs> that's real that's real that's real i really you know i was thinking the other day right and what sean was saying right because there's there's elected officials out there really kind of talking about and some celebrities about death rates and stuff and i'm thinking these guys are just gonna let the weak die they don't care it's gonna be like i said before a genocide if it's the last thing they do right and i would much rather be poor than have one of my siblings pass away you know what i mean i mean i 
we'll get through it eventually. The day will come. And so I, you know, that we're, that we're healthy, that we have food and that we all have a place to live. I mean, I, I go back to the most basics of, of all my gratitude lists, you know, today. Well, we appreciate you coming on. Yeah. We appreciate that bit of light at the end of the tunnel for us, Alex. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> always, always, always a pleasure. Oh, Alex, thank you, man. I would love to have you on again. But it's oh, part of me doesn't thanks, want man. to have you on again. Because every time you come on, you're going to hopefully you'll be, you won't be, you'll be giving us good news that everybody got their checks, everybody's spending. The small business guy's doing well because it's, it's, you know, to me, I don't want to be Debbie Downer again, but, you know, I just see the small business guys getting crushed because, like, big companies like Amazon, all these retail stores not opening up. That's great Bruh. for them. My Bruh, UPS bar, okay, all life. right, all right, all right. I'm going again. I'm going again. We'll save that for another show. Well, that's it for this show. We want to thank our guest, Alex Guerrero, for coming on and, and shedding some light on what's going on. This situation, it's changing by the day. Uh, we hope it wasn't too depressing. We wanted to add a little positivity, and, and, and we want everyone to be optimistic that we will recover from this. Uh, but definitely pay attention to the daily changes going on. Dion, do you have any final words for the people? Yes. If you have any other questions, please email us at tbgwgc at gmail.com. Always follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Two Black Guys Good Credit. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review to make it easier for others to find us. Like, hey, Bria, who said, I remember two years ago when I accidentally came across this podcast. I began listening with the intent of eventually finding something else. But after hearing the conversations and information, wow, this has hands down become, become one of the only podcasts that I thoroughly enjoy listening to. I've become inspired, informed, and motivated to face my financial hardships head on and regain control of the financial part of my life. Thanks, you guys. Well, thank you, Bria Graves. We appreciate you. And my name is Dion Nichols, the lady with the history, the stats, and the cold hard facts. And I'm out. And I'm Matt Smith, one half of Two Black Guys with Good Credit, and I'm out. And I'm Sean, the better half of two black guys with good credit. And like I say every show, keep your money in your damn pocket, people. And I'm out. Two black guys with good credit. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation... Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.